Hello friends, it is Sean here and it is Tuesday and it is the the 30th, forget 20s, we're into the 30s. They don't last for long in months, do they? No, but we are at the 30th of August. We can just smell springtime or autumn, can't you? It is so close. Goodbye winter, as I say that, sitting in glorious winter sunshine. The end of winter has not been too bad at all for me. I hope that as the seasons change for you, you're going really well because today we get to finish this book of the Acts of the Apostles, or really, the Acts of Jesus through the Holy Spirit, but that's another story. So the ending of this book has people all up in a huff. They just... They want to know what happened when Paul went in front of Caesar, and it doesn't include that. And people are a bit miffed with Luke, thinking, if only he'd put that in the end. And, well, there are a number of theories as to why he ended the way he did, but the one that, well, kind of has consensus in, in scholarly circles, which I know you hang out in, so I don't even need to tell you this, but but it's that this this symbolises just as Jesus said that the gospel message would reach the ends of the earth here the gospel reaches Rome which was the center of the known world and this ends with Paul continuing to preach the gospel and you know that continues today so in that way we are still living in the the inertia that was built up through the book of Acts which is kind of wonderful so without any more fuss and hindrance let us read Acts Chapter 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and, as he put it on the fire, A viper, driven out by the heat, fastens itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, They changed their minds and said he was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was ill in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, The rest of those on the island who were ill came and were cured. They honoured us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. After three months, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods Castor and Pollux. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived at Regium. The next day, the south wind came up, and on the following day, we reached Puteoli. 
There we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters there had heard that we were coming, and they travelled as far as the Forum of Appius and the Three Taverns to meet us. At the sight of these people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judah concerning you, and none of our people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made his final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And there you have it, Jesus. You came good. You told your disciples all the way at the beginning of Acts that they would be your witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And here we read of Paul preaching you, crucified and risen from the dead in the heart of the world in Rome. Thank you that your words are trustworthy. Thank you that your message has reached all corners of the world where we are. For some of us, right down in the bottom corner of the world in Tasmania, and others, wherever they are, stretched around the globe, your gospel message 
has spread far and wide. And we are so grateful that you have given us faith, that you come to live in our hearts. You transform our lives. You take away our sin and our guilt and you bring us into your family. What a gift. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much that you went to these lengths to reach us and draw us near to you. We praise you. We hold your name higher than every other name. And it's in that mighty and holy name that we pray. Amen. <laughs>